0: Hi, this is Crash Course for the Planet, your weekly bite-sized bit of what you need to know to be a good global citizen. We have friend of the pod today, Alyssa Turner, talking about phosphorus, phosphate, and the issues surrounding it. Anyone that has ever taken a chemistry class or dabbled in gardening has probably heard of the word phosphorus. Phosphorus is the 11th most abundant element on Earth, and is required by all organisms in DNA and cell membrane synthesis, along with bone and teeth formation in humans. Phosphate, which is phosphorus in the chemical form that can be accessed by plants, is also used to feed our world's rising population, and we just may be running out of it in our future. We'll dive into why, but first, let's get some background information. Right now, the Earth is supporting a larger population of people than it has ever supported in the past. This is a fairly recent development as well. If we look back 100 years ago, the amount of humans living on the Earth was estimated to be about 1.8 billion people. In the 1950s following World War II, the global population was 2.5 billion people and experiencing the fastest growth rate ever estimated in human history. By the turn of the century, the Earth held a staggering 6.1 billion people, and since then the world's population has increased by another 1.5 billion, as technology and innovation have improved access to food and better medical care. Currently, there are 7.6 billion people living on Earth, and even that is expected to increase until we stabilize around 10 billion by 2050. That is an unimaginable amount of people. I have a hard time just picturing the few thousand people at my college. But, that's what the Earth will be carrying in just decades from now, and there is a large community of researchers thinking about this future 10 billion and how we will feed them. To think about this problem, researchers have been looking at what we do to feed our population size now. Through technology like temperature and moisture sensors, automatic irrigation systems, and aerial imagery, agriculture is more efficient than it has ever been in the past. Add that to the genetically modified seeds that limit susceptibility to diseases and pesticides that limit food loss from bugs, and you're starting to piece together why food production is so high in the 21st century. However, we haven't discussed one puzzle piece, and that is fertilizer. We all know that fertilizers are what you add to a plant to make it grow, but why do they work? Well, fertilizers are solutions that typically contain different ratios of the major nutrients a plant needs to grow. Plants obtain nutrients from the soil, similar to how we obtain the vitamins and nutrients we need from the food we eat. Fertilizers contain these nutrients in a chemical form that is easily accessible for plants to take up, and allows the plants to produce larger crop yields for our consumption. Two extremely important nutrients that are typically put into fertilizers are nitrogen in the form of nitrate and phosphorus in the form of phosphate. Like we already mentioned, phosphorus is super important to all life due to its role in DNA synthesis. Phosphorus is actually quite abundant in soil, but due to chemical processes that would take too long to explain, uh, the majority of phosphorus is locked up by soil molecules and cannot be accessed by plants. As a result, plants access phosphorus from phosphate, which in turn only comes from phosphate rock formations that have formed over millions and millions of years. Phosphate can also be synthesized from bones, although this process is not very efficient and involves the use of extremely strong acids. Phosphate also appears in guano and bird poop deposits that have been building up for thousands of years, but these sources have already been used up for agriculture by humans. Right now, we get our phosphorus from mining phosphate rock formations, but similar to the oil crisis, this is a non-renewable resource. Scientists have coined the term peak phosphorus to relate the unsustainable harvest of phosphate to that of the oil industry and in peak oil. The peak refers to the moment at which the global maximum rate of phosphorus production is reached, after which the rate can only decline. Some scientists say that we could reach this peak by as soon as 2030. This is a pretty huge problem if we're thinking about how the world population is only set to increase. If we run out of phosphate, how will we produce the fertilizers that have contributed to our population size becoming so large in the first place. In the words of the biologist James Elser, Phosphorus is the biggest problem you've never heard of. One potential short-term solution to this problem is figuring out a way to increase the efficiency of our phosphorus use. In agricultural fields now, we are having a problem with excess fertilizer. Any fertilizer that is not used by the plants means that the nutrients like nitrogen and phosphorus are going to get washed out of the fields and downstream into rivers, lakes, and even the ocean eventually. Algae are plants and need those nutrients just like a corn crop would. And when those nutrients wash into water, huge algal blooms can occur as a result. This phenomenon is known as eutrophication, and it occurs because when the algae die, bacteria start to decompose them, and the decomposition process involves the use of oxygen. So you get these huge blooms of algae that start to die, causing low levels of oxygen, which then leads to the death of other organisms like fish, because they're not getting the oxygen they need. If we figured out how to be more efficient with nitrogen and phosphorus, then not only would we run out of phosphate at a slower rate, but we would also reduce the amount of eutrophication that occurs. Reducing soil, erosion, reducing soil erosion from fields and the amount of fertilizer that runs off of the fields are two ways we can reduce the amount of phosphorus we need to extract as well. In the end, however, this is still only kicking the can further down the road. In order to support a looming population size of 10 million within the century, humanity needs access to phosphate and many other resources. However, since the use of these resources like phosphorus and oil are not sustainable and we are running out, what will humanity do? Thanks for listening to another episode of Crash Course for the Planet. This episode was written by Alyssa Turner and recorded by Alyssa Turner and edited by me, Charles Olson. Again, thanks for listening. See you on Monday.